Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant. And it is July 21st and part of our year-long journey through Courageous Connections. And this week I'm actually beginning a mini-series. I'm not exactly sure how long this mini-series is going to last. Um, big fan, if anybody's ever listened to NPR's Serial or other of their podcast series. It's a great thing to follow a story over time. So this is going to be a real-time story of Courageous Connection, and this is going to be the first episode. I have no idea where it's going to go, so um, you'll be on the journey along with me. So thanks for coming along. This journey began on Sunday, April 29th, I believe it was, and I was taking a train to Washington, D.C., going to see some family and work with a client on Monday, April 30th. And I did what I always do when I take a train, especially an Amtrak train. And I went to 30th Street Station in Philadelphia. And I went down to the platform when it was time for the train and stood to wait for the door, the train to come and the doors to open, which is what always happens when an Amtrak train pulls up. Only on this Sunday evening, that's not what happened. And on this Sunday evening, the train pulled up, and the doors did not open. And it was a smaller train than usual, than a usual Northeastern that goes up and down the Northeast Corridor, because it was a Sunday evening, I suppose. And they were moving everybody to the front of the train, and there were no announcements about anything that was happening. So I went to stand in the line, very curious and a little kind of unsure about what was happening. And when it was my turn, I moved to the front of the line, and he... Somebody asked me, how many people in your party? And I said, one. And they handed me a torn up piece of paper with a a number on it. It was number 46. And I had no idea what to do with the piece of paper or why I had it. And I walked on the train and I got on the train and I saw one of the conductors on there. And I said to him, what is the number for? And he said, well, the train is full. And so we're assigning everybody seats. And so that's your seat number. So... Okay, I sat down in my seat, and a few minutes later, a gentleman came up who had the assigned seat next to me, and I asked him, actually, if he wanted the window or the aisle seat, since he was rather tall, and he chose the window seat because this train, some of the Northeast trains just pretty much run between New York and D.C., this one was headed all the way to New Orleans, and he was going to Atlanta. So people who know me know that I tend to meet people when I travel or when I stand in line or when I, you know, sit down in strange places. And so this was really no different is this gentleman sat down next to me. And after we got all of our things situated, as long as they look friendly and kind of pick up their head in a curious way, usually I seek to form some kind of connection or it just happens. And in this case, it just happened too. And so this gentleman, and we're just going to call him Jerome for now, which is his name. And I just started talking and, you know, where are you traveling? Just the normal kind of opening questions. And turns out that he was from Philadelphia originally, but traveling to Atlanta where he lived now. And we ended up in a conversation that really didn't end until I started to notice people lining up in the aisle beside me. And people were, and I said, where, where, what stop are we coming up to? And they said, Washington, D.C. 
So if you know the distance from Philadelphia to Washington, it's about two hours. So two hours have passed, and Jerome and I had been in constant conversation. And the reason we were in constant conversation is that the dialogue between us was just absolutely fascinating. So why was Jerome in Philadelphia? And he's a photojournalist and was covering the Penn Relays in Philadelphia and was living in Atlanta now and got so much of his past and his history. He had been in the Vietnam War. He had been a national level boxer. He had just had a journey that had taken him in and out of so many fascinating different places. And I won't give too much of the details, especially until Jerome gives me a great permission to do that. But one of the things that was on my mind as he was telling me the story of his life and I was sharing him with him pieces of mine was the memoirs that I had of my father's life. And those of you who listened to the previous episode that I posted after my father passed away, you heard me mention that about 20 years ago, my mother had hired a memoirist to write about my dad's life. Since he had especially a very fascinating early part of his life, born in Romania to a very wealthy family, Jewish family, just before World War II, and things that unfolded for him all the way you know, through the years of war in Romania and then emigrating to Palestine and eventually settling in Israel. So I turned to Jerome and I said to him, Jerome, I don't know, have you ever thought about having your story written? Have you ever thought about a set of memoirs? And he said to me, you know, people have said things to me like that before, but I've never really you know, listen, because it's hard to imagine yourself and your own story as really being worthy of something like that. And I said to him, you know, your story is absolutely amazing. And he has kids and grandkids. And if his life is, you know, even an inkling a bit like mine, his kids and grandkids do not know all the stories and the parts of his life. And not just the stories of the things that happened and where he lived and how he moved from one thing to the next, but the internal story of what it was like to make that journey. And my experience, well, I want to just backtrack for a second and say this conversation happened, you know, long before my dad got sick. Well, not long, about a month before my dad got sick. So it's not like I'd been sitting with the memoirs or had my own relationship or experience in that intense moment of my father's illness and death around the memoirs. But nonetheless, the impact that it had to be able to take glimpses back in to my father's early life, to have a sense of who I was and who I came from by reading about him and my grandparents and the experience that shaped our family was so resonant with me. And I could just imagine for the descendants that he had, for his children, for his grandchildren, for those who would come later, that his experience of having grown up as a kid in North Philadelphia, probably not thinking he had much of a future in the world, and then, you know, landing where he is and everything that happened in between, that all of that is part of shaping the lives of people who came after him, not to mention everybody he touched along the way. And something really struck me, and I said to him, it feels like something you need to do. It feels like a story that needs to be told, a story for the world and a story for your family. And 
I don't always exchange contact information with the people I meet on my trains and planes and buses and things like that. But in this case, Jerome and I did exchange um, contact information and we were in touch after the train ride because there was this sense that we were connected for a reason. Neither of us had any idea. We were, you know, aside from having a Philadelphia connection from completely different worlds. But how many times do you get onto an Amtrak train and get assigned a seat and get assigned a seat next to somebody who you feel like so drawn to and connected to and able to talk with in really powerful ways? How often does that happen? And so we exchanged information. We stayed in touch. As I said, we emailed after the train was over. And I just sat with this experience. And it's one of those experiences that can either go up there as like, okay, that was a really cool experience. That was a fun train ride. And just keep moving. And it stayed in my consciousness. And I stayed and I was thinking about it. And Again, a couple weeks later, I just had this sense and I said, you know, there's something about this. And I wrote Jerome an email or I think I called him and I said to him, you know, I don't know what you've been thinking about this project. And he said, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been thinking about what you said and I really feel like, you know, I've been thinking about it. And I said, well, I have no idea why I'm saying this or where it will go, but I wonder if you would allow me to, if you are not going to, you know, if you don't have somebody else who's going to do this, to think about writing your memoirs for you. Okay, that was a really big, bold thing to say. I've never written anybody's memoirs before. I haven't even written my own, um, you know, autobiographical stuff in anything more than a blog post. But there was just something inside that moved me to put that out there. And I have no idea where it's going. I have no idea what's happening. But next, in a couple of days, I am getting on a plane to fly to Atlanta to spend a bunch of days with Jerome and in his community and in his life to learn more about him, to interview him, and to see what emerges. So this is a journey of courageous connection and the whole thing may begin and end with a train ride and then a visit to Atlanta. It may result in something written either on pages in a book or in multimedia since Jerome works in multimedia as a photojournalist, or it may end in, or it may flourish into some other kind of friendship. I have no idea where it's going, but there was something about being getting onto this Amtrak train in this very under these very auspicious circumstances of being funneled one by one on there and being assigned seats and having Jerome come and sit next to me and this conversation take off and both of us really feel like, wow, these things don't happen by accident. It's a little Thelma and Louise-like, so going down on Tuesday with a friend who's joining me in this adventure who also has no idea, you know, what she's gotten herself into or where it's going or if it's going anywhere. But she, in the Thelma and Louise metaphor, got in the convertible with me and said, let's go. So we're not driving all the way to Atlanta because we don't have enough time, but we are flying to Atlanta together and off to sea. And so I'm going to make this a bit of a mini series series to kind of follow this act of courageous connection and 
love it if you join along with me. And in this, just open up the curiosity and the question about, you know, when do we feel inspired and what either allows us to follow that inspiration, to follow that little inkling of curiosity, and what might cause us to just let it pass on by. And which do we want to do? Like, how do we want to be? And I don't always follow the inklings. I don't always follow the hints, although maybe a little bit more than most. But to be curious with ourselves, because my sense is we all encounter moments like this in our lives, moments that we could, that feel so inspiring or intriguing or interesting, and we can give them virtually no attention at all. We could give them two hours on a train ride. We could give them something more than that, you know, or they could just completely pass on by totally unnoticed even. So what would it mean to give a little bit of attention to something that might make no real sense at all, but feels inspired? Now, I don't want anybody doing any crazy Thelma and Louise things like driving off cliffs and stuff like that. I certainly don't plan on doing that. But um, just want to inspire and encourage or at least provoke curiosity around those kinds of moments. So I hope you'll follow me for a few weeks in this journey. I will um, keep posting about what happens by next Saturday. We will have, or the following, yeah, next Saturday, we will have kind of been concluding our time um, with Jerome. So I'll give you an update as to what's happening there and we'll see where this goes. So thanks for joining me on this Courageous Connection mini-series. Hope you'll stay with me. And if you have any kind of Courageous Connections like this that you have followed, please go into the Wonder Your Way to Brilliant um, Facebook group and post about it or send me an email at adina at com. Love to hear about it. And Courageous Connections, keep them going. See you next week.